John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, Squirt Nation. Welcome to the show. It's You Up with Nikki Glazer, the podcast. The You Up podcast. I am with Tom Takar and Ian Fidance. Squirt, squirt. What's up? The what dog up? millionaire. Yep. And? Your butthole. You <laughs> but your nickname is Your Butthole? <laughs> my nickname. My, what's my nickname? The butthole I don't think you have air. one, but I was just wanting you to say, how's your butthole? But you just didn't really feel like being yourself today. <laughs> You've changed. I've changed. You've totally Sorry. changed, Ian. Sorry. How's your butthole? Uh, it's good. It actually is very good. Like, I have no... Com- I wasn't even thinking about it until you asked me how it was, and then I had to kind of focus in on it, and um, it's great. See, more people need reminders because men need to check their own buttholes because of prostate cancer and other other health needs that I think aren't addressed, so... Gentlemen, ask yourselves every day, how's your butthole? Hey, that's what No Shave November is all about, right? Is that what that's for? I don't know. I never know what Not that's shaving your for. butthole? Because I definitely <laughs> shaved mine the other day. Well, you weren't supposed oh, to. Thought, yeah. Nikki, you weren't supposed yes. to. It's No Shave oh, November. See, oh, well, for women, you shave your butthole. Men, they uh, they don't shave their mustaches. And then I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's, but, why, um, that's why November is my favorite month. Because I love mustaches. I love shaved ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did shave my ass the other day. I guess I'm leading with my secret Good today. But you. I always, it's the easiest part of yourself to get. It like never, it, it doesn't hurt. Like, cause oh. when you're dealing with shaving your vagina, you're dealing with like very sensitive tissue and your ass is just a hardened criminal. It's just like, <laughs> you can just, it already has scars on it. Like a manatee who's been like beat up by boats. You know, how whales oh, always have like scars. Criminal. It's got stars on its knees. There's always marine life that has like marks on it because it's just been in fights with sharks and stuff. And there's always like whales have like all these scars. That's my asshole. It's been through a lot. And it can take on a lot. And uh, shouldn't have left uh, led the podcast with this today, but that's where we no, are. This is good. It's the holidays. This is what people get. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the, yeah. We're this getting in the holiday season. For. Yeah, people it's are going to so be like true. with their families. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to be uh, playing this over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just no, say they're well, going to be buttoned down. They're not going to be able to, you know, let this sort of shit out. And we're going to uh, give I love them getting an escape. Buttoned down. <laughs> yeah, that's why Button you shave me down. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this weekend, if you're listening to this on Friday when the podcast comes out, I am at Salt Lake City's Wise Guys Comedy Club with Tom Takar. Friday and Saturday, two shows. Come see us tonight or tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, of course. If you're not, I just want to give you a heads up on this week's podcast that as we go through these clips, you're going to go through me coming out of like a haze of depression because today we just finished our Thursday show and I feel really, really good. Monday, not so good. But we started off this week, Monday, with Josh Adam Myers and Robin Tran joining us in studio and this was a clip where we talked about my biggest fear which spurs all of my depression and anxiety which is the uh, imminent end of the world I have climate change induced anxiety that's what I've diagnosed myself as so I was talking about the end of the world and we were talking about how Josh Adam Myers just might survive it 
what are the what what is that feeling of wanting to kill yourself? Because I've had the I have the the thoughts that just like sneak in and are like kill yourself. Like I literally have those like thoughts sometimes well, if I'm not well, if I'm not treating my depression, they just creep in. Is that what it felt like to you? No, it felt like every second was agony. Oh, and it's wow. like it's like if if I don't end this, then like I'm gonna feel in agony forever. What and is I the want... agony? Tell me, what is that feeling? I I know that I'm being uh, um trying to get you to be more less obtuse, but it's hard. It's so hard to explain. It's like basically every second feels like it's an it's an hour. Uh, time moves really slow. Yeah. Like um, I was in New York once with my girlfriend, and I remember this moment where it said that two it, the train's going to come in two minutes. And I looked at my girlfriend. And I said, two, two, how am I going to wait for two minutes?" Whoa! Like, like I, I, was, I started shaking. Like, two, wow. minute, two minutes is going to feel like an hour. Like, it's, it's nothing. Was felt it anxiety right. or sadness? It's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anxiety. I have anxiety too. Yeah, so. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. they feed each other also. And did you go as far to make a plan? What what was what was going to be? I was just. Um, gonna use a razor blade I think Jesus. I was just gonna like look it up how to do it and, and so you blade. went and, and you got help and now you're treated do you feel um, do you feel like you've got a handle on it are you like okay this is gonna this you know, is gonna keep me <laughs> you know what sucks is is uh, no one tells you that when you get better from depression that life still sucks when you're yes. not depressed <laughs> like, yes so I didn't realize that you know like all of a sudden now uh I have to do my own laundry because I'm not depressed <laughs> anymore. And I'm just like, oh, can't I just whine and tell people I'm depressed and they'll do it for me? Right. So you do have this like loss of of uh, helplessness that people will just help you do everything. And um, I feel like I have a handle on it. And now I'm just anxious about life because I actually have to do things now. Like, I'm, is... I'm, like I'm here in studio talking to you. That's yeah. like, I wouldn't do that if I was depressed. But uh, it's also... Oh, I'm anxious. I have to, I have to get to LA. I have to do this. I have to be on. You mm-hmm. know, I have to do this and that. So now I'm experiencing just like what it's like to be a human adult, and it doesn't feel great either. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Is because you, when I've been really depressed, and then I get out of the the, the suicidal thoughts and like the just despair, and that it's never going to get better. All of those thoughts that are just—it's like you said, agony. Um. On the other side of that is not like skipping down the fucking street and being so <laughs> grateful for every second and the sun is shining and birds are chirping like it it still sucks. Yeah. And I and I like what you said about um when you're depressed and when you're open about your depression people have more sympathy for you, they help you out, yep. and then when you're better, it's all on you. Yep. I like that you did ask for help when you were depressed, because sometimes when I'm depressed, when I have a bout of depression, which I kind of treat like the flu, like sometimes it just happens and I'm going to be sick for a couple days and yeah. out of out of commission, like I'm not going to be able to like show up for things. And like I called into a show the other day sick like I I was supposed to do this show and I was just wildly depressed and I didn't want to leave my apartment and so I texted the guy hey I'm not feeling good Uh, I'm sick and then he saw me the next day and he goes oh you're sick and I'm like no I was uh, I was depressed I called in depressed but it's like it's hard to call in depressed yeah yeah people don't that doesn't you can call in with I got a stomach flu but you can't call in depressed would you straight up tell people I'm too depressed to to do stuff no I would lie I just yeah. be like oh I have a cold I have a flu or right yeah I mean I canceled one meeting like a couple months ago because I woke up crying and I'm yeah. like oh I can't but I, I know that it's gonna go away I was like I can't show up to a meeting like this like you know I can't 
I can't really even get up out of bed right now. I just have to lay down and cry for a few hours. Do you just do you just stay in bed all day? Is that how you? Um, yeah. When you're depressed. When you I'm just... depressed, I stay in bed all day. I don't leave the house. Yeah. But I was like that for years, and I thought that I I didn't know it was depression. I thought I was like I was oh I'm a minimalist. I convinced myself that I wasn't depressed, and then my girlfriend is the one that had to be like, "You got to get the fuck out of bed." You know, you're really depressed right That's now. That's another thing that I struggle with as a depressed person who goes in and out of it and is terrified about the future. Like I, I thought the same thing about the nine point six years. I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can would be able to commit to something like that. But it's not because I'm. I think I'm going to kill myself. It's just like. I just don't have that much hope for humanity or like I, I think when Josh, when you initially told me yeah, about this idea, I, I was this. like, I go, we're not going to last We're not going to be dude. here. <laughs> we're not going to be. And he's like, that's why I got to get you on soon, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like just spinning it in your positive way. Um, but I really do feel like I don't think I, all my friends know this. I, I feel like a crazy person right now because I don't think humanity is going to last that much longer. I just think the end of the world is like nigh. And uh, because the fires, like, I just don't, I think climate change is going to take us out pretty swiftly. And by take us out, I don't mean, like, ex- we're going to go extinct, but I just think that society as we know it is going to break down and mm. it's going to be lawless and terrifying. It's going to be Mad Max Fury Road. It's going to be Thunderdome life. I don't know. Because of CrossFit. That's what I think. (laughs) Because of CrossFit, I will survive at least a year in the Thunderdome atmosphere. You're going to be able to push a tire across California and it'll save you somehow. That's why I'm I'm doing all those burpees, guys. That's why I'm doing the burpees. (laughs) That was Josh Adam Myers and Robin Tran with me and Tom Takar. Next up, we had Tuesday's show, which was uh, just a home run of a show. I can't believe the booking that we had on this one. Dimitri Martin and Mike Birbiglia in studio. Did you have fun this episode, Tom? This was one of my favorite times ever in the studio. It was so fun. The energy that Mike came in with was so funny and not expected. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear it right now. Because we were talking to Dimitri about some serious stuff and he talks like this and he's very calm and like as soon as he got on mic I was like ASMR'd out like deeply. (laughs) He was so soothing. I was to be completely honest with uh, listeners and Tom and and Ian and everyone who's here now I was not looking forward to this interview because I was like I don't know Dimitri. He's always been like kind of one word um, hellos to me when I've passed him in passing. I'm such a huge fan but I don't feel like he's going to give a lot emotionally, sure. and this show is about talking about your feelings, and he just writes jokes where he doesn't talk about himself, so what am I supposed to do? Ask him about shower curtains? Like, I was really, <laughs> I was really stressed out about this interview, and then he gets on mic, and I was instantly bowled over by how... Yeah kind and, and giving yeah. and open he was and he this talked about uh, he talked about what you're talking about like with not being open and how he struggles with that and like how he doesn't like that people kind of think he's like a robot like emotionally yeah, like, yeah he was, was really just cool. it was just it threw me for a loop and it's really an episode worth listening to if you want to go download the Sirius XM app now I think you can do a free you can listen yeah. for free now I think you for can like sign three up for months or X- some shit like that you can do a free trial right now for with Sirius XM I don't know why you wouldn't do it. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of the podcast and you don't have Sirius, now's your chance to get it for free. I don't even think you have to give any credit card information or anything. Just like try it out. SiriusXM.com slash laugh. Make sure that you sign up via SiriusXM.com slash laugh so that they know we sent you because uh, that is important. And then listen to our episodes on demand. The app is like super simple and really fun and easy and cool looking. And um, so here's a clip of Mike Birbiglia and Dimitri Martin in studio on Tuesday. 
The new one on Broadway. Mike, I saw it last week. Tom saw it last week. Still thinking about it. Still floored. It is like changed me chemically as a person. (laughs) Like I can't it's one of those it's one of those things that stays with you and you think about for a really long time and I'm still thinking about it um, and reminded of it on a daily basis. It was that moving. And I told you this in person and I'll say it again out loud and you did not ask me to say this but I saw Dear Evan Hansen and <laughs> I, I got out of my seat at the end to give a standing ovation just because everyone else did but was my heart in it? No. Who was the first person to stand up for a standing ovation after the new one? Nikki fucking Glazer. And it wasn't because it was Mike my friend and it, it wasn't because because you had that to go just to the felt bathroom. like <laughs> it, was, it was involuntarily standing. It was a. It was what standing ovations. How they originated. Like you would just have to. You're so excited. You have to get up and applaud. And that is how I felt at the end of um of your show. Just moved to stand and 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 let you and everyone around me know that I loved it. I had this and, personal um, thing with Nikki that night because I was like. Because it was the night that Ben Brantley from the New York Times was in the audience, and <laughs> oh, so I wow. and I just found out afterwards. Oh, they that's were good. Like, they oh, don't ben tell you. Br- yeah, yeah. You found out after. Yeah, the they show. were like, "Hey, Ben oh, Brantley was here." Blah blah wow. blah. And so then I was like, <laughs> I was like texting. Hey, did you? Are your compliments sincere, or are you holding back a thing? Because I'm really anxious about this particular show. Because the reviewers mm-hmm. there, but, but it ended up being good. Oh and being God. good. Yeah. That's awesome. And did you were was, you angry that you didn't know he was there, or do you? No, wish no. They I told actually, you or? I changed. I I used to be. I want to know. And uh, after the last round, I decided no. I I no longer want to. Yeah, know. that's that's how I would, would do it. Is that how For you sure. do it? I would do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, I, because it's, there's you no would way like you're going to approach be... every. Better one, like he know. might be there. It'd be yeah. nice to get an update. Like if you had a thing in your ear. <laughs> And it's just like, as soon as we know, <laughs> we're going to let you know. <laughs> and you're like 20 minutes into the show. Like, hey, Mike, he is here. So, oh, thank you so much. I can change my performance. Now. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was too present. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to be worried for this to work. I need to do the New York Times <laughs> performance. Yes. <laughs> Um, How has it been not not touring? Yeah, and just being in one place. One of the same that, theater um, every day. Sounds like a dream. That's been a big yeah. deal because I have uh, a daughter who's three and a half, and and when one of the great dilemmas, the the show, if people aren't familiar, the first half of the show is sort of the seven reasons why all the reasons why no one should have a child, and the mm-hmm. second half of the show is I had a child. Here's why I was right, and then <laughs> and then the end of the show is this. It, it's you know it turns on itself there's it's it's redemptive in some way and so and it's emotional it's like it's it's i'm experiencing emotion and some people in the audience do too but 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 um the one of the dilemmas was i have a job and my job yeah. is to travel around to every applebee's with a dream you know yeah. what i mean like that's my yeah. damn can I'm i curse on here yeah oh yeah fucking job my fucking job that i built up well, over years my Fucking job, you fucking Tom Takar from Indiana, ass motherfucker. 
fucking used to be called Tom Brady because right. he didn't know what yep. else to do. <laughs> I needed you to lose her. Change it. Had to take your dad's name who left when you were five. <laughs> Angry insult Half- comic Michael Bigley. <laughs> 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 it's still your timing and your rhythm, but you're <laughs> slowly angry at him. And there's a turn. It's ridiculous. But it turns yeah. underrated stand-up comedian. Like, like then you're like, oh, that, was, that last part was nice. Yeah. He did say underrated, which means he thinks I'm good. Did you see Mike's new show, My Fucking Job, Tom? It's, I cried. I don't even know why. I, he, I was confused at his anger. But he, but it, it was just nice enough at the end. I felt really good. It's a car. Wait, I have a question. Is how is the crowd makeup? Oh, is there an infusion of like holy cow? This people. Yeah, is this like I've now dipped into another world? Yeah, it's um. Well, it's Asian. It's mostly Asian <laughs> now. Um, the best, the best, pe- the best crowds. Well, because if you look at the makeup of the world and right. uh, how many people are Asian, it's about you know it's about four. It's about four billion people. Yeah, they're all so, there. Yeah. So that's I'd say it's seventy five percent Asian, ten uh, percent elderly, and uh, and, and the then elderly Asian. Well, yeah, and then, and then the three and and a then lot of babies. Three percent babies. <laughs> so and the babies seven. really hate the first part of the show. So, so Nikki, that's that's my. That's my honest answer. That's my earnest, uh, my 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 mouth to you to God's ears answer. No, it's uh, it is different. It's like you know, you get more Broadway people, you get more just like tourists who are just seeing whatever is around, which is great because you because, I mean, nobody knows. Nobody really knows who I am. I mean, I, wa- I walked up to the first rehearsal. My my name's yeah. on the billboard, and literally two people walk by me. A couple, and the and the guy looks at the woman and goes, uh, "Who's Mike Berbiglia?" And and I and I interrupted <laughs> them. I go, "I'm Mike Berbiglia," and and they were nice. They go. Okay, well, now we know. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying we're going to see your show. Yeah, yeah, they didn't say we were going to come see the show. But there is that thing of like, uh, in marketing, one would call an education process. That's like the most insulting word. The education process of who is Mike Bermiglia. And and so- Sometimes you got to tell people. I mean- That was my biggest gripe about doing this dancing with the stars. I would see tweets of like, "Who's Nikki Glazer? Uh, like, who that. is that?" And I'd go, yeah. "Were you born knowing who Tom Hanks was? Like, you have to know. You have to find right. out who people are at some right. point." Nikki, that's not How a great you... example because Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does feel like you him. are born. Knowing I think Tom we were all born with that in our brains. <laughs> he was the first contestant ever on Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. Forrest I, Gump is just in I, your brain when yeah. you're born, like uh, the U2 album on iPhone. Phones like we yeah, all yeah, know yeah. it. We all get we all get the Forrest Gump brain patch. I got it at St. Vincent's Hospital in Worcester. What's the What's the intellectual property on Dancing with the Stars? Like, because you changed that preposition, and I feel like you have a couple spinoff series, like Dancing by the Stars or Near the Stars. <laughs> yeah, dancing, dancing Near the Stars is with Mike Birbiglia. That's a that's it's not as big a hit, but it's uh it's who it's is great. Mike Birbiglia? Gaining ground. That's he's on Dancing by the Stars. Near the, near the Stars. He's dancing near the stars. He dances. Right by Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, you have to get the patch first. <laughs> Dancing near the stars is going to be so big. 
Because we get, well, you know why? Because you can dance near bigger stars than dancing with the right. stars gets. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The people, I mean, I can dance near Jimmy Kimmel. Right. They they set up, they have pop up <laughs> yeah. stages. I, I can dance near Brad Pitt, <laughs> yeah. Angelina Jolie. I can dance near Angelina Jolie's adopted kids. She'll <laughs> be like, so how did they funny. get them? It's well, the we didn't show. get them. Yeah, I was just you standing outside of Sirius. I knew that there was big you stars. I know which star they're going to dance near. Have you seen Dancing for the Stars? <laughs> Angelina Jolie will watch the show for five minutes. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, you da- I danced for her. Wow. She personally oh. voted me off the show. Well, it's more prestigious <laughs> when dancing for the stars to be one of the stars. Uh, right. The dancers That's are right. really... That's right. You want to get booked as a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, your publicist calls and goes, we got you booked on Dancing for the Stars. <laughs> really? Well, which one am I? Am I, yeah. am I the stars or am I <laughs> yeah, the exactly. dancing? Uh, you're yep. the dancer. You're dancing. <laughs> uh, right. All right. I'm Stand a, over man, here. I my whole life. I do this for 20 years and I'm, I'm dancing? I'm not the stars? <laughs> That was Mike Birbiglia and Dimitri Martin. Next stop, it was Wednesday's show with Carlisle Forrester, Queen of oh, Squirt wow. Nation. Bob Biggerstaff was also in studio with us. We got on the subject of cruise ships and how they can be depressing things to work. Because I know Bob Biggerstaff, I think he said, I'm a man of the seas or I do a lot of work at sea <laughs> yeah. or something he, he like that. He said he's going to be at sea soon or in the water. He said he was performing on the water and we were like, Yeah, what it was the fuck very cryptic. About? It yeah. was like, I would go, Bob, what are you up to? Working the road. And he's like, I work on the water. And I was like, are you like working on an oil rig somewhere? Like, like I didn't Jesus even know. Jesus of stand-up. He's like walking yes, in the water. Certainly not. That is not Bob Biggerstaff. <laughs> but uh, he works cruise ships. And it got us on the discussion of cruise ships. And then Carlisle had a really sad, great story, much like Carlisle always does. Yeah. Uh, Andrew was in there, too. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Andrew Collin was there, too. Is He's always there. <laughs> in our hearts. In our farts. Um. <laughs> uh, here, Here's that clip. The one time I went on a cruise ship, someone died. What? Okay, so there was this music <laughs> festival called Zingalati. It's basically like Burning Man, but on a boat. Ooh. And I God. went on this. Burning <laughs> someone died. Sinking Man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was going to be the greatest experience, and I kept trying to tell everybody. This is when I was like 25. I kept trying to get all my friends to go, and they were like, Carl, no, like nobody wanted to go. It was like $700. So I had this bright idea that I was going to go with this guy that I was seeing, mm-hmm. and I was like going to surprise him. And so I start paying go on. payments to go on this like music festival extravaganza. And I, I have no money, but I'm like calling every month, like paying $200 to this oh my God. cruise. And, and like the people that that I'm talking to on the phone that I'm paying, like they don't work for like Carnival Cruise. They work for like A call the music center. festival. Oh. No, they work for this music festival. And so what happened is the guy ended up dumping me. <laughs> Before before the actual cruise could come. Damn. And um and so I call one day and I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna have to cancel Zingalati and like <laughs> it's like it's like these young girls that work on the on the phone and they're like, No, why? And I was like, Because the guy I was gonna go with dumped me <laughs> and like I was like I was like, None of my friends can afford to go to this. Like, I just don't think it's a good idea. And they were like, Well look, you've already 
paid enough for you to just go by yourself. Right. But if you cancel now, you're going to lose the $500 deposit. Like, we can't refund your deposit. And they were like, you should just go. You just went through a breakup. Like, get out there, girl. Like, just go <laughs> by yourself. Oh my and God! So, you went on a fucking so festival decided, cruise by yourself. Yes, I just, I've, yeah, I was just like, you know what? They're right. I'm gonna go. Yeah, the Zingalati and, girls know what's best for my life. Yeah, and, and the Zingalati girls, they, they literally convinced me to go. So I ended up like just getting a cigarette pack of joints and taking it with me and I was like I'll make friends with this. Yeah. And uh and so I was just like waiting in line like you know you have to wait for hours and hours to get on the boat. I like met people in line. I ended up going on the cruise, doing drugs, partying with all these people, meeting all these people from Austin, Texas, which I eventually moved there. Uh kind of based on this experience, <laughs> but but oh, yeah. I, wow, Zingalati really you changed your life. People. Yeah, it is. Zingalati literally changed my life um i i met a guy that i introduced to my best friend they're now married with a kid like this cruise changed a lot of lives wow so anyway someone died when we were at sea like somebody overdosed or some kind of drug related thing and that whole debacle was like a nightmare because once we docked so it happened like you know when you go on a cruise there's one night when you're just like at sea Mm -hmm. and you're like nowhere and then you go to Mexico or whatever and then you come back what happened when we were at sea and nowhere so by the time we got back to somewhere which was Long Beach there was like hours and hours of this like investigation and no one could leave no Nobody could leave. There was no like water, like the water was turned off, so it smelled like shit oh. because none of the bathrooms oh, were working somebody, properly. Oh, we're having fun here on the podcast today. That was uh, Andrew Collin, Bob Biggerstaff, and Carlisle Forrester in studio. Then on today's show, Thursday, you're listening to this on Friday if you downloaded it immediately, which, by the way, get the SiriusXM app. You can listen to all of these episodes in full on demand on the SiriusXM app. Go to SiriusXM.com slash laugh. Um, this next clip is from today's show with Ian, Tom, and Beth Stelling. We were talking about um, getting in trouble and how Beth and I are just two people who really don't, never want to be in trouble. And she told us a funny story about what time where she felt she was in trouble when indeed she was not at all. And um, I was surprised to hear this about her. And we were yeah. just talking about drinking in general. And um, as I'm always ready to talk about, uh, Ian, too, you're sober, right, Ian? I'm sober, baby. Today. Today. One hey, day we at all a time. got today. One day at a time. Keep it simple, stupid. Put the plug in the jug. That's right. <laughs> Ian, I love you. I love you. We, were, we made fun of you on the show yesterday because we were talking about how you always carry around a book that's <laughs> like is about like you know the pop yeah. punk, punk culture in the seventies so or something. Yes. So that people can strike up conversations with you because they see you carrying a book that says "Please kill me," and it's like it's your way of like kind of peacocking around the city. <laughs> peacocking. And, yep, yep. That's a way to present to people so that they have a reason to talk to you because you are. That's all you do is peacock, that's man. True. Like your your look yeah. is like begging people to go, "Hey, man, you look like Richard Dreyfus." Like I realize it's it's your way of attracting people's um, love, and I and I don't. I don't. I'm not judging you for it, but I I like it about you. I you're someone who likes to talk to strangers. Stuff, yeah, yeah. I really, really, really enjoy talking to, to strangers. strangers and to other people. And 
having conversations with people I don't know and connecting with with other people. Yeah, I really truly love that about you, and I say that with no judgment. Like I think it's a really cool part about you, and it's funny because I'm staying at my boyfriend's apartment, and he has that book "Please Kill Me" on his shelf, and he has another book you carried around too. So I think you two would really uh, get along in ways that I don't care for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Um, So this next clip. Oh wait, we're done with the show today. No, I haven't even pitched to it. Oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah. This is still the clip. Oh, God damn it. Let's get to the clip. This is Beth Stelling, me, and Ian Finance and Tom Takar hanging out. You like, it's like Gaffigan's joke about everything's McDonald's. Like, it makes you feel bad later or yeah. whatever. Eating ass. Like, we, I judge that being like, why would you eat ass if it's going to make you violently ill? But then people drink. And then right. the next day they're violently ill. That's a great point. That's why I so, I always found that even as a because I started drinking maybe I don't know sixth grade or something like that like taking what? my first time Damn. experimenting, and, yeah. And then I really got it all out. I mean, by the time I was like a senior in high school, I was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I was never crazy or anything. Yeah. Like that. And I mean, I still drink, right, right, but occasionally. But yeah, I think that's how. Getting vi- but no, I remember sick. thinking that even as a kid, like. So my friends are going like this enough times to make themselves barf. You mm-hmm. did that. Yeah. I'm so yep. ki- it would just be I never could that's fully why, understand it. But that's why I quit drinking. It was I was getting so violently hungover and I remember being the last time I drank and uh, the day after I was in uh I was at Hilarities in Cleveland and I was in the shower and it was seven o'clock. I had to get I had to host um the shows because I was doing two man shows with John Caparulo and I was so hungover from the night before after a couple beers. Like, it was not even a, a bad hangover, but I was, I remember laying in the shower and just being like, I did this to myself and I feel like I have, I feel like I'm dying. Like, yeah. this should be the feeling that someone has when they are going through chemotherapy or something. Like, it, it yeah. was just, it. I don't mean to, but it was the worst feeling I've ever felt and I couldn't see or walk or move. And I was like, I did this to myself. This is insane. Yeah, by putting it in your body. And that was like the epiphany. You yeah. Sipped, yeah. You I, sipped it. Into existence. I mean, right. obviously, I there's people that struggle with addiction, and therefore, sure. it's much right. sure. it's more than that. But yeah, yeah, it just felt like a choice I was making, and and also when you're that sick, you want sympathy, and you want your friends to like be there for you, and your mom to go, "I'm so sorry." But when you've drank yourself into that, yeah. no, one no one really one gives a shit about oh, you. Yeah. And no one's like, you. people get tired. <laughs> yeah. Of it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't even be nice to yourself. Like, I'm sick. You're just like, you piece of shit. You did this to yourself. So yeah. no one's taking care of you. Yeah. And it's a really lonely feeling. Um, yeah, I But feel, yeah, that's I funny feel, that as I a kid, you were I feel it too with like, something small. Like, even now. Because I don't drink a ton. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, definitely the move to L.A. affected that even more. Yeah. Because I remember. How, how do you mean? Because you're driving and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I, I drank in Chicago occasionally. I, I've never been a super heavy drinker. It's almost one of those things where you're like, oh, Beth's drinking. This is going to be fun. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Like, that's I how it was back that. in Chicago. That sounds so fun. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, yeah. oh, it's going to be fun. Oh, she's going to be looser. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would drink yeah. if you would be like, all right, night's People over. People would be like, run. Yeah, drinking. Her shoulders are going to drop an inch. Yeah. I think. I was sort of like that in Chicago, but then when I moved to LA, obviously you're driving, and I remember, I don't know when it was, I was still babysitting, because I know there was a car seat in the back of my mom's Mercury Sable, which she gave me, and I drove out to LA in, so it was that long ago. But, yes. Um, I got- <laughs> Still babysitting long yes, ago. Yes, yeah. And, I mark my life that way, too. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, I don't want to know how old she is. But- <laughs> <laughs> But I was like doing Echoes Under Sunset and then going to another, maybe Nerd Melt to Echoes Under mm-hmm. Sunset. And uh, I had a one beer at each place, which is not that big of a deal. I just didn't have enough to eat. Yeah. 
and or maybe it was three. But the point is, it was over the right. fine amount yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. It was over like three or four hours. It ended. I ended up doing the math later, and I had had maybe one drink on the hours. Yeah. But I got pulled over at one of the checkpoints um, near Sunset Junction, and it just oh, was like I know that one. And I can't lie. And he said, "Do you drink? Were you drinking?" I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, how many? And I said, like, I don't know, like two, which is apparently what everybody says when they're wasted. Yeah, yeah. And so then they pulled me over to the side. I had to get out of the car. I did every single test. Whoa. I They gave me a breathalyzer. Yeah. It was terrifying. I mean, I passed did you all pass? these things. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good job. No, yeah, I was totally <laughs> fine, but it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and he's that's like, what are you so doing? Scary. And I was like, oh, I'm a comic. I was just going one show to the next, and I did have a drink. He's like, are you going to put this in the act? And I was just like, uh, no, <laughs> no. This, this is, is so scary. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think... I, fe- I felt like a criminal for maybe up to two weeks, and it was around yeah. Christmas time, so I felt like mm-hmm. real bad Santa. And I think <laughs> I went home to Ohio and I was just like, "You're bad," you know. <laughs> oh so yeah, getting That's arrested, right. but I didn't get arrested. Or getting, no, yeah, get getting yeah, in trouble. I was in terror. Yeah. You're someone who doesn't like to get in trouble, clearly. Right. Yes. Yes. You don't like breaking the rules. You want to follow the rules, yes. but you're also rebellious in what yes. you talk about on stage. Like, True. I'm the same way. It's like there's certain things where I'm like, you don't tell me what to do, but then I'm like, I hate being in trouble. Mm-hmm. There, I, I know a lot of girl female comics like this who just hate being in trouble. Yeah, always and that think is, I'm in tr- even in a relationship that of the past that'll happen. Like, would you? Yes. What I do. Yeah. Do you hate me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah. Always in trouble. And um. And you're right, like, and that's such a funny example too, Beth, because you got pulled over. No one ever gets out of a DUI if they've admitted to drinking and they've done the. the, the there's always a way they'll catch you, so you definitely weren't yeah, breaking the law. Like you were given all the tests and you passed, and you still felt like a terrible person <laughs> yeah, after that. No, like, that I'm... is so funny to me, yeah. but but that makes sense. It's uh. I'm and, type and I bet a. that was like a, a huge awakening for you of like, I'm not going to drink ever any, like yeah, ever no. do that again. I was certainly I not going to like drink and drive and do that again. That was the podcast this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, get your friends involved. You guys are part of Squirt Nation. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City Friday and Saturday. That's tonight and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, November 16th and 17th oh, yeah. at Wise Guys. You can see Ian Friday and Tom Takar and me at the Comedy Cellar. If you're in the New York City area, just go to ComedyCellar.com and look at their schedule and you can see when we're going to be performing and we'd love you to come out to those shows too. Uh, Ian Fidance, thank you for being here for the podcast. Thank you for having me. Love being here. Do you have a, a little secret to share with us today? Um... <laughs> I don't have one. That's why I said it like that. I'm just uh, trying I like to it. find uh, my time. I, really I hated that voice. Loved that voice. That was great. I hated it. it I'm sorry fantastic. I even used it. Um, no. I don't really have one. No secrets. Yeah, I, I can't oh, think of one. I, I I think I got one. Yeah. I think I would have been fine with Andrew banging somebody in that hotel room. <laughs> <gasps> Whoa! Now that I think Whoa! about it, who cares? That is that is revelatory, and if you want to hear what that is in reference to, you have to listen to the full episode that Andrew was on on Tuesday on the show, or no Wednesday? That was Wednesday's yeah. show on or demand Monday. on that the might series. Have been show that we talked oh about yeah, that. it was Monday. We talked yeah, about it too. He came in when he wasn't supposed to be there. So we oh talked yeah, about that's right. God, that is classic <laughs> Andrew coming in when he isn't supposed to be there. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. We love you. Squirt, 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 squirt. Bye, bye. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.